Podcast. My name is Joe Gagliano. With me always, my co-host Jimmy Sargent. Jimbo, we're in what the dog. We're in the dog days of summer. This is uh, this is the thick of it. Scratching and clawing for content, buddy. It's 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 tough. There's not a lot going on, but uh, I think we can start uh, today's podcast with uh, the goaltending situation in uh, good old Western New York. Robin Lanner signs a one-year, four million dollar contract with the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, in my mind, it's really kind of like a put up or shut up um, contract for Leonard. Uh, you know, Bottrell really shirred up the uh, the back end. I mean, as best he could uh, during this off season. He uh, added, you know, guys like Victor Antipin. He added uh, Scandella. He added uh, Bouyo. He had he he. There's a real new look to this defense, and adding Phil Housley too will, will change the uh, kind of the coaching mindset. So now, hopefully, Leonard gets pelted with uh, with a couple less shots. I mean, he saw the third most in the NHL uh, last year and put up a decent... A lot, of, a lot of quality ones, too. It wasn't just, like, volume. There was a lot of quantity as well. Yeah, a lot of what we call uh, the grade-A scoring opportunities, right, Jim? You get it in that little trapezoid, those... Uh, the, the, those really quality scoring chances. So uh, I think this contract makes a lot of sense because now the hope is that he's going to be seeing less um, volume and less of those grade A uh, scoring chances. And uh, it's really kind of a let's see what you got here uh, contract in, in, in my mind because he's going to be seeing less of those shots. So hopefully, and then this is my hope, that you'll be seeing less goals in the back of the net. Yeah, and I think another thing, too, with Lanner is you saw him kind of melt down a couple times, and I think you really saw that frustration boil over because he was getting so many great A's, and I thought he really competed his ass off. I uh, I didn't I didn't think he really had that bad of a year, especially considering the kind of back end that they had and the kind of kind of chances he had. But like you said, Joe, it's, it's uh, either you produce or not in this league, uh, and, and Buffalo is going in a different direction. So um, it's time for, for Lehner to really, you know, I think this is a big year for him. For him. Like you said, it's, uh, I guess, in a sense, kind of like that bridge year that, that uh, Nazem Kadri had uh, here in Toronto. He had that one-year $4 million contract, and he ended up having a good year. He stayed focused. Uh, it ended up paying off, and he got, a, I think it was like a five- or six-year or six year extension. So um, another thing, too, that, you know, might not be or shouldn't be overlooked is the addition of Chad Johnson. Uh, you know, with him being the backup, you've seen in the past that he's pushed starters to be better. Um, you know, I think that friendly competition uh, is actually important. You know, I thought Nelson did a pretty okay job last year, but I think Chad Johnson is definitely an upgrade in the as as far as the backup goaltender position is concerned. So I think even that will uh, will help to to push Laner. We know he's a competitive guy. You can see it. He's he's full of emotion. He he, he grinds. So I think uh, I think that that addition of Chad Johnson is something that uh, that might actually help uh, a later later in the long run as well. Yeah, it'll actually, and I think it'll lighten the load too a little bit. It'll uh, sure. it'll, it'll take less less. Leonard's not going to have to play as many games. He's not going to have to be you know the guy night in night out. Chad Johnson's going to give him a little bit of a break. Um, I think that that that's a, a really good point. Um, do you think he he maybe deserved 
a, a longer contract, or do you think this bridge deal is kind of a smart uh, smart idea? Um, you know what? I if you look at numbers wise, it's the, the the contract suits you know his numbers, but um, again, that's not taking into account all the I, I guess you'll say the analytics. The more if you, you peel away the layers, but um, if you're just looking at you know comparable his numbers it's you know I think it's it's fair but um, I think like you said with the addition of Phil Housley and, and adding on the back end and you know creating a new culture I think this will help Leonard I think he I think you'll have a good year and I think he'll earn his contract as at the end of the day you, you know in, in the NHL with this salary cap world you can't you can't afford to be given uh, a starting goaltender or you're supposed to supposed starting goaltender long term and uh in a high number, if, if you're not 100% certain, and at the end of the day, you know Bodshill's coming in, he's not 100% certain that he's he's their guy for the future. So I think he's he sat down with them, and said, "Listen, you got to earn that contract this year." And I think uh, if it, for me, if I had my crystal ball, I, I'd, I'd say that Lanner is. Uh, I think he's going to be up for the task, and I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, I agree. And you know what they say about analytics, Jim? They're uh, they're like ogres. And ogres are like onions. They have layers. <laughs> little, little, little track quote, quote there for I don't you. even know what to say. <laughs> as soon as you said layers, I was just like, ah, there's a, there's a, there's a fun quote for you. But uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to some, some more uh, off-season uh, chatter. Uh, Nashville. Nashville's been pretty busy signing two uh, long-term big contracts uh, with Victor Arvidsson and, uh, you know, Johansson. Uh, you want to speak to that a little bit and kind of what uh, what their GM's been doing out there? And, and these, I think these contracts are, are, are very cap-friendly and they're getting a lot of value for uh, their long-term deals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I'll speak to, to Arvidsson first. He, um, Aardvark. He's a young, yeah, Aardvark. He's a young guy um, just coming off his, a career year for him. Um, and I think, you know, that you watch the way that he plays his compete level, um, the way he skates around the ice, he's... If you ask me, I don't think he's going to be a consistent 30-goal scorer every year. And I think that's why you see um, him not making more than 4.25 AAB per year. But I think he will be a consistent 20-goal scorer. Um, and then he does other things around the ice, too. He, 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 man, if you watch him in the playoffs, that his, his ability to get in on the forecheck and create turnovers was second to none on that team. It was, it was impressive to watch. His drive, for a little guy, he got to the net. Especially during the playoffs, and I don't, I don't think. Yeah, it's, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I think like his his playoff uh, performance really generated a lot of that money because I, I mean, speaking as someone who didn't watch Nashville a lot, um, he was somebody that you noticed this off season. He he was a difference maker for sure uh, to the points you were just making. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know obviously the term at seven years, I believe he's only twenty three or twenty four years old. So you're getting a guy, you know, for he just be under contract till he's 30 or 31 at 4.25 million if he's able to you know score 20 goals a year and you know 50 points you know i'll take that with the, the other intangibles and little things that he brings to the to the game so into the team so I, I think that's a very reasonable signing and you know it's something that david Poyle has done throughout his career and you know whether it was in washington or even in nashville for the entire entirety of his career and the and uh, you see it in the past, and it, you never really hear about Nashville getting into cap trouble. So, um, you know, I think that that's a really good signing. And then we'll 
we'll touch on Johansson here now. Uh, right, right before he's we do that, right, right before we do that, uh, what was I going to say? Arvinson, twenty-three-year-old getting seven-year. How about that? Like, just, I just want to kind of uh, reel it back a little bit and, and think about yourself as a twenty-three-year-old getting a seven-year, four-point-two-five AAV contract, Jim. You just been handed four million, uh, uh, roughly uh, a year for your next seven years. Where's the first place you're going with that money? You're, you're taking it. You're taking a trip. You're taking an off season. Uh, Probably Tomorrowland. You're t- yeah, you're going to Tomorrowland. That's uh, that's that's a trip. I was thinking, you know, you might take a little like uh, you maybe a cruise. Might 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 relax on the beaches. No, Jim's going straight for the rave. All right, fantastic. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole. Uh, go go back to Johansson. Let's 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 t- talk some more hockey and uh, less about. Uh, <laughs> That's about tomorrow, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is going on right now, I believe. <laughs> uh, I think it was last weekend. Was it last weekend? Okay, there you go. Uh, speaking so, yeah, of the, speaking of the mic, Billy football. Ryan Johansson, <laughs> uh, eight years, eight million dollars. Uh, I think for me, he's a legitimate number one center. I think he's only twenty four as well. So he's uh, he's a guy that a young guy that's you kind of saw what happened. Happen once he kind of left that lineup, how how much the offense dropped off for Nashville. So he's obviously a big driver for them. Um, and I think at eight years, eight million dollars for a young guy, legit number one center, is again. I think that's a really reasonable signing for uh, David Poy on the Nashville Predators. If you look at other comparables around the league, he's you know that's a pretty legitimate deal. And you know, like guys like obviously Jonathan Taves are getting ten mil, ten point five mil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor McDavid just signed twelve and a half. Yep, and um, uh, and, and we Your talked about, we talked about Eichel too. He's probably going to get paid. Yeah, and like uh, you know, it's you know, it's good for, good for good for Nashville because this is going to keep help keep them competitive. And you know, what, you got to also think too that Johansson and Arvidsson are thinking about the future, um, like not just selfishly. Like they they're seeing how you know the blueprint works that you need to you know maybe you know be a little less be a little selfless and leave a little bit on the table just to uh to be able to um you know create that cap space and maybe provide another uh another roster spot for a guy because we all understand and know that uh depth is so important in the playoffs and 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 they saw what happened with with uh you know especially with Johansson going out I think the lack of depth is what hurt them against Pittsburgh right and Pittsburgh was dealing with all those injuries but they had that next man up mentality so I think they kind of saw the blueprint and they understand, you know, maybe this is the, the way to do it. And they seem to the, the, like they want to win. So. Well, yeah, and that lineup's going to be good for a while. Like that, that team is not built. It's not. It's not like a, uh, you know, an Ottawa of last year or, or another one of these lineups where it's just kind of like, okay, we made our one big push and then we're done. Uh, sorry, I'll uh, I'll compare them to like Washington last year. It felt like Washington. Their chips, all of their chips were on the table. Like they, they were that that was their cup year, and now you kind of see the disintegration of Washington. Um, this Nashville team really seems like they're poised to make uh, a deep, deep run next year, and they're they're built to last. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you look at that back end, I think uh, PK Subban's the oldest defenseman of the, the that top four, so I think they're in good shape. The only thing that's that question mark is uh, Pecorino is getting a little long in the tooth. So it's either UC Soros has got to, you know, really develop over the next couple of years. Uh, I'm talking about like long term, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, that's sure. that's long, long term though. I think Pekka's still got. Uh, I think he's got two more years. In him. I yeah, really, I think two more years. But, but that, yeah, and that, and that, and that's something that really they can they can address uh, in the long run because when you have a back end that's that good, I'm not saying like goaltending doesn't matter, but I'm saying that goaltending kind of uh, that 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 defense. You, we just talked about grade A uh, shooting chances. They they don't see a lot of them. You're you're not seeing a lot of them with that with that that top that back end uh, top four. Absolutely. You know, um, speaking of back ends, actually, this would be a good segue. Yeah. Uh, well, what about Andre back ends, Markov. Jim? What's that? What about back ends? <laughs> That's a good segue. Here. Andre <laughs> Markov is just recently notified the Montreal Canadiens that he's not going to be returning. He's going to be going to the KHL. Uh, uh, now, now, when we talk about that. And, and I think kind of the way you phrased it was that he's notifying the Canadians. I thought it was more of that the Canadians told Markov they're not signing him, and he yeah, said, sorry. "And he said like, uh, uh, well, okay, I'm going to the KHL. If I'm not playing in Montreal, I'm going to the K." Yeah. So how? Yeah, you're right. That's more accurate. How it actually happened? They've been on obviously under contract negotiations for that last, you know, for a long time. Yeah, they, uh, they couldn't. And Andre, I actually heard an interview with Andre Markov saying that he never saw himself playing anywhere else in the NHL other than Montreal. Oh, there you go. Uh, and I think what they were, because he's 38 years old, I think what they were kind of butting heads about in the negotiation room was they, the Montreal Canadiens were not prepared to, to offer a two-year uh, contract for Markov uh, that because of his age. They were only willing to offer the one, and I just don't think they could get around it. Um, so eventually... They decided it's probably more of a mutual thing, and Markov has decided to go to the KHL. And I think, you know, having said, that, well, probably the Olympics has something to do with it too. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, just just speaking to Montreal, I think this leaves a big freaking hole in their defense. I mean, they have not gotten better on the back end at all. I think I think it really, yeah. So so you look yeah. like you're Man, great great I, radio, but you the, look yeah, you look right. like the back end needs. It, Back end needed help with him on it. And another thing, too, they need offense. And he is the biggest driver on that back end for offense. Mm-hmm. So now that leaves two big, two more bigger voids. So, you know, they added Mark straight, but. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's really. That's, he put, that's, that's, put, that's putting a Band-Aid on a, uh, on a pot. Uh, what is it? On an exploding fire hydrant? I don't know. It's, it's putting. It's, it's trying to. Uh, yeah, Mark I Stry- Mark- it's not. You, you you get my terrible analogy. It's uh, it's basically they're they're trying to fix uh something that's uh. All right, this is yeah. this is a terrible analogy. I know what you're saying. I'm gonna so I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna take the L on that analogy. <laughs> Mark Strait was a healthy scratch on Pittsburgh, whose back end as was obviously was really worn down and beaten up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's. He's a guy, okay, yeah, he can run a power play, but I think <laughs> he's really questionable on his own end right now. Yeah. Um, just doesn't get around the ice like he used to. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if... He's not a, he's not a, he's not a replacement for Markov. He's, he's no. yeah. No, so I, I, I really, they need to go out and find another defenseman. Yeah, they, agreed. They, and I, I don't know where they're going to find him. Um, if it's by trade, they're probably going to have to give up more than they should. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I 
Yeah, Mon- I think I think Montreal's in trouble, and I think there's a real question on whether or not uh, they're a playoff team this year. I mean, even with Carey Price, and that and that that's the best goaltender in the national, in my opinion, the best goaltender in the national hockey, hockey league. And uh, I, I'll say this, and I, I I think because of Carey Price, they'll make the playoffs because he's so freaking good. He is just that 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 dominant, and he's consistently that good. But I don't, man. They're not getting out of the first round. I I don't know. And the reason I, I think being, like look that Atlantic, like we kind of touched on Ottawa. I don't know if Ottawa is going to be as good. I think we'll see flash in the pan. But I, and that's right, that's what's kind of cool. But that's what's kind of cool. So you have kind of these superstar talents in Carlson and, and Price, and it's just how far can they carry a team during the regular season? You can see them how they can carry like a team during a playoff series. Like obviously Price can. Price can get your get you through a round of the playoffs. I I truly believe that. I think he can carry a team through the round of the playoffs. We saw Carlson basically put the entire team on his back and carry that team through two rounds of of, of playoffs. Um, but through the regular season, whether or not that's sustainable, I I honestly and we'll and we'll we'll do uh, before the regular season. We'll probably do some uh, big uh, like uh, predictions and who's making the playoffs and who's not. But man, there are teams around Montreal that I just think are better. I think yeah. you look at that Atlantic. Um, New York is is got a lot better. They made they New made, York's not on the Atlantic, buddy. Oh, f- whatever. Uh, all, the, all these all these changes in the damn. <laughs> oh, they're in the metro. Hey, damn it, no, the Atlantic. Yeah. Sorry, that the Atlantic's. Uh, uh, so what you call it? Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. See, B- Boston and and uh, and Ottawa are two teams that I think are on the way out. And then obviously Montreal is on the, on the decline as well. So yeah, I think there's a, there's an opportunity though. I think when you Toronto is going to be in there. Tampa. I think Tampa is going to be in there. You you made the bold prediction of uh, Carolina too. Carolina. So, so. Uh, where does that leave uh, Montreal, Boston, and uh, Ottawa? We're gonna, we're going to find out. I think we're getting a little yeah, off off topic here. Um, we, we, we can kind of segue back either into the Olympics, but uh, before before we, we get to that, because there are some free agents out there that are notable names that could be qualified for the Olympics, uh, somebody who I want to talk about is uh, Yarmir Yager, and uh, why the hell hasn't he found a team? And uh, and it's not 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 on him. I think uh, we were talking about it earlier. You know, I think Yarmir Yager. There's only a couple teams that he wouldn't. Uh, jump right in on the third line and be an immediate help. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, what's the the big hesitation from a general manager standpoint on signing this guy to a one year deal? Well, I think for me, he's about 45 now. Yeah, he's 45, but I, he's a, he's an absolute animal. I think there's a couple teams that I think he would fit in on. Um, I think especially now with Marion Hosa not being able to play this year, I think Chicago. Maybe Chicago would mm. be a good spot for him. Um, uh, especially, you know, you put him with maybe with Patty Kane. You know, I don't know. Could see what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, we'll I take a look like at it. it. He just creates space for, for that guy. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing to see mm-hmm. that personally. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you kind of touched on it before we, we went on uh, and started recording. Is maybe it's a locker room thing? I don't know. Yes, yeah. he, he is kind of. You know, I, I have heard that he's he's a funny guy. Um, he's, he's got a sense of humor, but I don't know. It's I think when you're at 
the age of 45, you're looked at to be more of like, uh, you know, grooming those young guys, you know, a mentor, so to speak. And we kind of saw it how in Florida, how he was expected to, to really mentor Alexander Barkov. I don't know if that really worked out the way everyone thought it would. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's, that's what's scaring teams away. That's worth that's worth touching on for sure because uh, you know you know at the end of the day he's forty five I mean you look at a team say just uh, for an example you throw him on Toronto almost half that lineup is half his age um, how how can you relate to I mean he's been in the league he's got all this experience whatnot and uh, but you think Yamir Yager I mean just watching him and and kind of seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Yamir Yager is very focused on – Yags is very focused on Yags. He's not – like he doesn't seem and, – and again, this is me making kind of a snap judgment here. But uh, he doesn't seem like the guy who's like like a Brian Gianta. Like, uh, okay, let's get everyone together. Let's 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 be a team okay. guy. Yager is very focused on Yager. He's focused on his game. He's focused on being the best he can be as opposed to being that locker room guy, being that mentoring the young, young athletes. Um Kind of like a, a Matt Molson was to Jack Eichel when he first got to Buffalo. Like, uh, hey, come come live with me. Hey, like, this is the NHL life. Hey, be this this team guy. As a yeah, he's more of an introvert, I think. Exactly. And and that, that's, a, that's a problem at 45 years of age because if you're going to survive in this league and you're going to survive long term, you have to be that team guy because, I mean, we're seeing it right now. He's not getting signed, and I think that's definitely uh, one of the causes behind it. I do, I do too, and I think... One other thing too is I thought thought his production really, and you could tell at the end of the year that this past season he started to wear down a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't have the same jump. It's not like he's flying around the ice to begin with, but no. Just, but goddamn that that reach, that reach is yeah, just, exactly. it's it's a marvel. Like I, I loved uh, I, I I had the fortune of going out to a Buffalo Florida game, riveting, um, this year, and uh, <laughs> and uh, man, that 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 reach. And the the amount of hands he has for like that, just that long, re- it's 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 something it's something fun to look at. So, uh, for all yeah, of our listeners, if you if you get a chance to see Yamir Yager if he's playing in the in the league next year, I highly recommend it because uh, you never know how many years that, that's that's gonna you're gonna have left to to watch him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny that you mentioned before uh, Brad Johnson. Um, he's actually one of the guys that. Is currently looking for for a team next year. So yeah, we got a uh, we got a handful be... of those those old, those old guys. The the names that uh, uh, you you definitely recognize, like the Gianta, Zaginla, uh, Shane Doan, uh, Mike Fisher, still yeah. without a contract in Nashville. Thomas Vanek. Thomas Va- uh, Vanek, former Buffalo Saber. Yeah, and, and and we saw another thing too that I thought was interesting. Um, we saw Kevin Klein. He retired, and I actually heard an interview with him. Saying uh, saying that he was, you know, absolutely, he's just done with hockey. The grind was kind of wearing on him. He's he's ready to hang him up and, and move on to to d- different things in life. And and I think it was about a week later he signed over in the uh, the Swiss top league. Yeah. So it's you got to wonder too, like these these guys that are that are unsigned, especially guys that have played, played in the NHL for such a long period of time. Um, I don't know. Brian Gionta never had the opportunity to. To represent his country at the Olympics, did he? Did he ever make an Olympic team? Uh, uh, we're gonna have to, have, we're, we're, we're gonna have to share that up, but I, I I think he might have at one point in time. I'm not entirely positive about that, but I, I mean, as far as opportunities go, I think I think you're right on the money that this is kind of it, it's it's 
presents an interesting kind of aspect to this free agency because you have these old guys that usually would be looking for these jobs and and that would be their only point of concern and now they have the secondary option so you have guys like again not 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 necessarily Vanek because Vanek's only 33 so I wouldn't really group him in in that category because you look at the guys like Aginla, like Doan and, and Gianta, those guys are all pushing 40, um, and some of them are past 40. Uh, I think they're in a different category because they got uh, seven years on Vanek. Um, yeah. But it presents an interesting kind of uh, strategy for these guys in their offseason. Like, yeah, I, I'm pushing for agency, but at, 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 the under, at the other end of it, holy cow, at the other end of it, um, I can just wait it out and I'll play on the Olympic team, which is really, uh, uh, I think is cool. I mean, obviously I'm disappointed the NHL players won't be uh, playing in the Olympics. And I think uh, uh, the NHL PA came out today and, and said, uh, or not today, uh, this past week, and was, was just like, yeah, there's absolutely no chance we're playing in the Olympics. Everybody, everybody's pretty much like firmed up. NHL players. I, I think the door's shut on that. The door's definitely door's shut, shut on that. But, but it presents uh, an interesting wrinkle that these guys like on the back burner now can just be like, okay, no NHL contract for me, whatever, I'll go play, I'll go represent my country. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting too. Like you got guys now, um, like you said, with the NHL completely basically shutting the door on it um, of NHL players playing. There's guys, well, and I'll speak to Team Canada because I'm more familiar with it. Um, they just recently named their their coaching staff. Willie, uh, Willie, yeah, Willie Desjardins heading the, the the coaching staff with Dave King, Scott Walker, and Craig Craig Woodcroft as his assistants, and Sean Burke and Marty Burke. Well, Sean Burke's the general manager, and, and Marty Burke is also on the staff. Um, can I can I ask it well, real fast? Can I ask an ignorant uh, American question, sure. like a uh, hashtag Ask an American or Ask a Canadian? So, Day uh, Willie Dayhard. And Dan and um, Desjardins. Desjardins and uh, is Desjardins and Deharnay is that spelled the same way? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> it's those it's those okay. subtle it's those subtleties, Jim. That 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 uh, you got to pronounce the Desjardins and the Deharnay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But no, they're not even close. Um, so the French, the French in you. <laughs> um, Canada. <laughs> They just recently came out, and they've, they've announced, I think there's about 40 to 45 guys that they're going to be keeping an eye on throughout the uh, throughout the year. And obviously, there's other guys that will pop up um, through playing and, and you know, you know maybe dominating their other their leagues that they're playing in, uh, whether it's in Europe or, or guys that are, you know, I think this is a long shot. And a guy on an AHL contract, I think that's probably a long shot of happening. But, you know, the guys throughout the, the various uh, top leagues in, in Europe. So, um in middle of May, or sorry, in the middle of August, uh, there's going to be two tournaments that Team Canada is going to be playing in in Russia, um, and you know some names to highlight it are guys like uh, you know Kevin Klein that I just mentioned, um, Derek Roy who played in the NHL for a long time, former Saber as uh, well. Yeah, Gilbert Brule, a first round draft pick, like I think he was a top five or top ten pick actually. Yeah. A guy like Mason Raymond who had a pretty legitimate Max Talbot. He did. Uh, Ben Scrivens was pretty good in the NHL as a, as a goaltender. Um, so the, there's guys like this that are, have, you know, probably never had the opportunity to, or never thought they would have the opportunity to to represent their country at the Olympics. And this provides them now, you know, a little added ex- incentive. And that, who knows, you know, looking down the road, you know, you got a guy like 
let's just say, you know, Ben Scrivens or, or Kevin Poulin, who's a younger guy, he's uh, 26 or 27, he goes in and, you know, steals the show in the Olympics. He might earn himself another NHL contract. Yeah, it's another way for uh, them to prove themselves. And, and I think that shouldn't be overlooked as well. And um, it's, it's just another platform to maybe provide opportunity for other guys. Um, I think that's kind of a cool wrinkle too. If you look at it, you can you can either look at it as a as a you know a negative or a positive. Um, you know, for me, there's always always positives in everything, in every situation, and I I, I think this will be kind of a cool wrinkle. Um, it'll so. be it'll be interesting to see how the NHL handles that as well because you know you you have, you have a guy like Ben Scrivens who say he has a fantastic uh, Olympic Games, and he comes out and and. Te- even multiple players, and then the NH- and then the NHL teams try to uh, try to sign them to a late season free agency uh, contract. It's it'll be interesting to see how the NHL deals with that because I know a lot of guys in the NHL will be kind of pissed off that uh, you know these guys go ahead and they're able to represent their country and then they can just go ahead and, and pick up second half hockey, where all these NHL players really don't have that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you got to look at. Look at it from both ways. These guys are not making not the, making them money. The yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. So the guys like uh, Kevin Klein will not be making the you know ten point five million dollars that Jonathan Taves is making. Not even the one one year one million dollar contract. Exactly right. So, um, and I think and another thing I want to touch on too. I think this is really smart by Team Canada, uh, by Hockey Canada. Sorry, um, having these two tournaments. Um, they're playing, I believe they're playing top-end KHL teams, or top-end Russian teams, and then throughout the, the rest of the season, they'll also be doing scouting. There's a tournament, in, uh, international tournament in Germany. Uh, there's also one at the Spen- Spengler Cup, which they'll also be heavily recruiting, and, uh, sorry, scouting. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I haven't really heard anything about Team USA, or USA Hockey, or even, you know, Sweden. Or even Finland doing something like this. Yeah, we're we're still hoping our uh, our checks to the U.S. women don't bounce. Um, actually, I lied. I think Finland Finland is doing something like this because there is a tournament that Canada is playing against Finland in. So, um, so yeah, I think it, it's important that you know Canada is not just going to go in and say, well, you know, our NHL guys are, aren't going to be there, so you know we have no expectations. Canada's going in. We're the def- defending two-time gold medal champions and. And I think uh, you know they, they intend to make it three three in a row. And I, you know, I'm not saying that to shove in your face, Joe. I think it's like they're being serious about it. And I, I, just one other thing I want to touch on: GM Sean Burke. He's a guy who's been a part of Hockey Canada for for a while now, and I think he's vying for an NHL GM spot. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to pick a team to go out scout, pick a team, a successful team. I think if he does. Does well at this tournament and shows some success. This could uh, also open doors for him within uh, the NHLs for uh, for a GM job. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. Uh, we're a little late this week. Uh, we, we thought we didn't have a lot to talk about, but we, uh, we 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 covered. I think everything that's going on right now in the NHL. Um, so let's uh, let's kick it to our weekly segment, our biweekly segment now in the off season. Uh, pigeon of the week. So without further ado, here's Claudie Giroux. Pigeon. And we'd like to uh, once again thank Claudie for that fine introduction. Uh, This week's Pigeon of the Week, or Pigeon of the Bi-Week, 
bi-weekly now uh, during the offseason, uh, is LZ Granderson of uh, Sports Nation. Uh, we'll throw the clip uh, up on our social media sites, but um, LZ Granderson decided to uh, do a little talk in hockey. Um, LZ probably out of his comfort zone a little bit, wouldn't you say, Jimbo? Not, not a... He's out of his... It's not even his comfort zone, out of his damn... Uh, out of his element. Yeah, he's, he's, talking about. he's not usually a guy that's known for his uh, hot hockey takes. You know what? Can, can you actually can you play it right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I have the it. clip locked and loaded right here, so and we'll we'll provide some uh, commentary after. But uh, here's the clip. You got a real fan, like a lot of fun. It's doubtful they'll be back anytime soon. Oh, hey! What's wrong with you? Because I used to follow them when they were in Atlanta when they were in so for for those of us who who don't know the backstory, uh, LZ was talking about the Nashville Predators. There, uh, he started off the clip by saying it's doubtful that the Nashville Predators will be back uh, in the playoffs anytime soon. Um, I think that's that's a top five uh, top five worst take of 2017. Seeing as Jim, we talked about this a little bit uh, before we went on the air. Uh, how if you had to pick three teams right now that are guaranteed to make the playoffs, I would put Nashville in the top three. Um, I think there's there. I mean, the Central's gotten a lot better uh, with the with the additions that Dallas has made, um, but I still think that Nashville is definitely a playoff team, uh, and that's pretty obvious. But then he he followed up uh, his his awful take with uh, you know saying he's he's been he's been a fan of Nashville for a while. He he followed them all the way back when they were the Atlanta Thrashers. Um, for those of us. For those of you that don't know, the Nashville Predators were never the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, the Atlanta Thrashers were uh, not a team that became the Nashville Predators. They folded and they they were done. And uh, no. That, uh, no, 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 no. Oh no, they became the Winnipeg Jets. I'm sorry, you're right. That's 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 my fault. That, that's oh wow. Hold on. All right, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you corrected me there. Otherwise, I would have uh, I would have looked like a pigeon there. So LZ Granderson, in fact, when he was playing in Atlanta. And he was balling with them, the Thrashers. The Nashville Predators were in the NHL. They were in the NHL, time. yes. So at the same time as the Atlanta Thrashers. You know what? <laughs> Just stick to what you know, buddy. Hey, hey, hey LZ. We're gonna have a, a topic later called Staniel Lane, where we yeah. talk about something that we don't really know that much about, but we'll still probably sound more intelligent. So, uh, LZ, how about you, Staniel Lane? Well deserved pigeon. Jim, what, what, what? Any, any additional commentary on this, on this uh, Joker? Fix your hair, buddy. That, that away, Jim. That, away, that away, Jim. <laughs> Electric as usual. Like Electric as usual. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like your face. Rearrange your face. <laughs> All right, Jim. Do we want to, we want to kick it straight to Staniel Lane? Because uh, I think we got a lot to talk about there. I think we, we have some, we have some fiery takes here. Sure, why not? We, we're, basically, he was uh, this LZ Granderson was a, was a basketball player. So, so uh, yeah. So, um, Joe, uh, smoking Joe Montesano, our, our lovely producer, last week provided us with some great Levar Ball uh, um, uh, sound bites. So hopefully he can uh, produce another one with Staniel Lane. Um, so yeah, hopefully Joe can uh, produce that again. Stay, 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 stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, so, for, but this week's uh, Staniel Lane, we're going to be talking a little bit about Kyrie Irving and the uh, debacle over at Cleveland and why I'm grinning from uh, ear to ear because, uh, you know me, it, it, Jim, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of LeBron James and anytime I can laugh at his suffering, uh, I will take that opportunity. 
Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. for for those of you who don't know, a little back backstory: uh, Kyrie Irving of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, requested that he be traded off the Cleveland Cavaliers to a another basketball team, um, and I, I I don't think I'm going uh, too far off by saying that you know if they get rid of Kyrie Irving that definitely takes them out of any kind of contention for the NBA um, champ, the, what they call it, the NBA finals, but the NBA, cha- the, I don't think they couldn't the beat Bill them. O'Brien they, trophy. What, is, that what it's called? is that what it's called? The freaking, the irrelevant, tra- I don't know. Um, but regardless, I, I don't think I'm going, I don't think I'm uh, being too outlandish when I say they couldn't beat Golden State with Kyrie Irving. And I think without them, they're definitely a worse off team. Um, I don't think it's like replacing Andre Markov with uh, or uh, Markov with uh, straight. I think it's more like trying to replace uh, Johnny Taves with um, Brian Giannata. <laughs> I'm just. I I I think it's like well I and I was talking to uh, one of my good friends who actually does follow the NBA the other day and he thinks that Kyrie is uh, like a top ten player in the league. Like he just dominates. He's a scorer. He wants that ball in the last thirty seconds as opposed to LeBron, who's kind of a, 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 a facilitator. So they really uh, fed off each other well. And now you're, you're having this guy who was uh, number one overall draft pick, I believe, um, leave. And, yeah. and and he's kind of seeing the writing that's on the wall. I mean, I don't think it's a secret. I think we're two guys that don't really follow the NBA, and I think we even know that this is probably LeBron's last year in Cleveland. I think everyone is kind of seeing that. So I think it, it makes a lot of sense for Kyrie to kind of like, well, he's not going to be here after next season, then I'm going to be around twiddling my thumbs with this Cleveland Cavaliers lineup. Why don't I go somewhere and try to make something for myself? Yeah, you know what I think it is? <clears throat> you know, Put yourself in Kyrie Irving's shoes. LeBron is never com- – like he's – it's always about him. He's always the one trying to trying to drive the narrative, <clears throat> to write the narrative, so to speak. He's always wishy-washy on whether he's going to come back, you know, if he should stay, whatever. Um <clears throat> So obviously Kyrie puts an emphasis on winning, and you know if you know, there's all these rumors out that, that he's going to be leaving. So, and, and LeBron doesn't sign an extension; has no intention of doing that. Um, he's it's, to me, he's kind of selfish. He may, it, it's always about him. You, could, you saw that in his decision back when he left for Miami. He has obviously a, a track record of leaving Cleveland and then leaving Miami back to Cleveland. So. You know, I th- I think it's it is in his, it's in his character, and you know if if Kyrie uh, you know Kyrie has every right to to want to be traded. It's he, he's a human being. Like he, he can he can ask for the trade. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but he can ask for said trade. Um, and you know what I you know I don't blame him. I for, I don't like we said. I'm not a big basketball guy, but to me it does seems like LeBron's not really the best teammate. Uh, which is which is kind of funny. There's there's two it, points I want to I want to build off that. Um, the the one when you talk about teammate, it's really funny to see the dynamic of kind of the enigma that is LeBron James because probably on the court there's not a player you would want to play with m- more than LeBron James because he's that guy that's going to make everyone better. He's a facilitator. He's constantly like making average players above average, and he's he ma- he makes everyone better. He's he, he's fantastic, and then. Off the court, that that kind of other the, the like personality of LeBron James. There's not a guy you'd kind of want to play with. He's not a guy you would want to play with because he's such a me 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 me. The spotlight's on me. 
I'm going to take away from him. Um, I'm the GM. I'm the coach. I'm this. I'm that. Like Tyron Lue is basically irrelevant there. It, it's it's kind of funny to see the the enigma that is LeBron James because you want to play with him and at the same time you don't. Which yeah, is, no, absolutely. And, and you know what? You got guys like Stephen A. Smith coming out and reporting that LeBron wants to if Kyrie Irving beat his ass. Beat his ass. Beat that ass. I mean, yeah. man, there's so much drama in that freaking league. I, I, I don't get it. Which um, is which is really funny too, because Kyrie is doing the opposite of what every other superstar has been doing in the NBA for the last since LeBron started the whole. Uh, I'm going to Miami to create the super team. Like Kyrie's doing the exact opposite. He's leaving that bona fide NBA Finals contender and going to a. Like New York, the New York Knicks are on his short list. That yep. team, that team is a dumpster fire. So is Miami, and so is Miami, and and it's it's really interesting to see because uh, it's it's the opposite of everything that LeBron's kind of taught us that you know you go you you sacrifice you know the huge contract and and you go to a you go to a, a team that's already got you know Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. You go to a team that's already got Kevin Love and Kyrie. Well. They didn't already have those guys, but those pieces were kind of in place before he, he – uh, yeah. that that deal was happening before he signed there. But it's the opposite, which is really intriguing to me and kind of I, – I got a lot of respect for Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, and I, I truly – well, that's also because I think so little of LeBron James. So anybody, Also, too, another thing that shouldn't be overlooked is the debacle that's going on in the front office in Cleveland. Like, I kind of don't blame Kyrie for wanting to leave. Like, they didn't even have a GM during the draft, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and Our that's free agency. Sorry, like the main free agency part, right? And that's Gilbert too. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's an idiot. He's a pigeon as well. Yeah, so I mean, I like it's an absolute shit show there. I I don't blame him. So, you know, I I think that's enough to stay in your lane. I kind of done talking about uh, LeBron James, and well, we didn't really touch much on Stephen A. Smith. But <laughs> you want to touch on your boy Stephen A. No, not really. He's an idiot. Personal friend of he's yours. A, oh, he's not an idiot. He's a not. He is obnoxious. He knows his stuff, though. He's not. He's not. He's not a dumb guy. Yeah. We're not going to discredit his intelligence. Yeah. So, um, I mean, do you want to kick it to our last subject here, a little little shooter's choice? Because I think we, uh, I think yeah, I think we, we we got some int- we got an interest we got another top five. Um, unfortunately, I know it's a disappointment. Smoke and Joe couldn't be with us here today live uh, to uh, give his take on uh, on our top five. But uh, we're we're gonna go top five hockey movies. And I think there's going to be an interesting debate that spirals out of this, just uh, from what we were talking about offline. So, so, do you want to go first, Joe, or do you want? No, I think I should first? go. I think I should go second. You want to go second? I think I should. I th- why don't you go first? All right. All right, I'll go first. Um, go. <laughs> um, so top five hockey movies. Uh, number one is Miracle. I, I I don't think there's any debate on that. Um, I, I even if you have a debate on why Miracle isn't your top. One or top five. Uh, Miracle is the best hockey movie ever created. It, it shows, you know, a lot of perseverance, winning attitude. Just, just a great story about uh, a real underdog team, real underdog nation, overcoming, uh, uh, you know, the brutal enemy that is the Soviets and the Russians. A bunch of college hockey players, a yeah. bunch of kids, hey, hey. beat the big red machine. Uh, I th- I think you you never really you never really were a hockey player if you can't uh, go back and forth at least a little bit with the old uh, 
So, Jim, why'd you want to play college hockey? Isn't it obvious? For the girls. Well, I was playing to win a national champ. All right, we're, we're, I can go on. <laughs> um, that guy right over there stole the ring right off. Cheap shot. He stole the ring right off my finger. Yeah, yeah. We were all throwing cheap shots that night. <laughs> all right, mother. Um, number two. Number one for you. Number two is the Mighty Ducks, too. Um, another story about a great uh, United States uh, team just just be overcoming the, the brutal enemy that was the uh, Team Iceland. Um, that hockey powerhouse fun fact uh, jim jim i got i got a fun piece of trivia for you and i ask a lot of people this um do you know that iceland lot so the the uh goodwill games the junior goodwill games which were the games that were played in the mighty ducks too um they were it's a double elimination tournament so u.s obviously lost that first game to uh, iceland um and then u.s ended up beating iceland in the uh riveting shootout at the end there but uh, Iceland needed a, a loss previous to that, and uh, are you are you familiar with what team beat the beat the uh, beat Team Iceland? Yeah. Handed them their one loss. Oh, and now and now right now as I'm saying it, I can't remember if it's one Is of it the Trinidad other. and Tobago. Not Trinidad. <laughs> Not Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> I think it's Team Canada. Team Canada, well, that doesn't shock. It's me. either Team Canada or Team Russia, and I can't remember. It actually might be Team Russia, but there's like a little they they do like a little uh, newspaper thing, like the doodly doodly doodly, doodly you, oh, you know yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and it says like right at the bottom left, it's like uh, Team Russia upsets Iceland, and it's like a blink and you'll miss it thing, and, it, and it, it's, I think it's Russia actually. Now that now that now that I talk it through, uh, my uh, third my third movie in my top five is Miracle, um, for all the reasons that I uh, stated earlier. Uh, my fourth movie is uh, The Mighty Ducks Three. Uh, the third Mighty Ducks, with uh, a lot, a lot of cameos in the Mighty Ducks three. Um, one, one name, who they were able to get on the broadcast, uh, which I think made it a, a clear cut top five movie for me, is Paul Correa, uh, future NHL Hall of Famer. Really brought a lot of star, star power to uh, to that movie, but uh, and I think we're gonna uh, no let, let's let's hash we'll hash that out in a second, uh, Jim on, on yeah, your wait, theory wait, wait, wait. on the on the Mighty Ducks. Um, uh, but uh, my number five movie is Miracle again. Uh, just a great flick. So uh, just to round out my top five is uh, Miracle, Mighty Ducks 2, uh, Miracle, Mighty Ducks 3, and Miracle. Great top five. Can't beat it. Jimbo, anything, any any comments, anything? You're just going to s- sit there in silence and shake your head. Yeah, why do you have it three times? It's okay, I'm fine. I'm going to do it twice. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, if I had if I had to float in some, I'd probably put Miracle, Mighty Ducks two, Mighty Ducks three. I'd go uh, four, Slapshot five, The Rocket. If, I, if I'm being Rocket, serious, yeah. if I'm being serious, have you ever seen The Rocket with uh, the Maurice Richard movie? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sub- a, I haven't seen that in a long time, though. To be honest, subtitles. It's a good flick. Mm-hmm. All right, my number one hockey movie, Young Blood. All right. You ever seen Youngblood? I have not. Oh my god! Oh, guess guess so what we're Rob doing Lowe, next time Rob we hang Lowe, out. Rob Lowe is the, the leading character. Dean yeah. Youngblood, young junior hockey player, goes up. Uh, he's American born, I believe. Mm. He goes up to Canada to Good play boy. junior hockey. He ends up quitting. Nice feel good story. Goes back up, just lights the league up. Has his, of course, his billet mom. Coming on to him, does some 
some not so great things that we won't speak of on air here. <laughs> is that seriously the story? The storyline? He, he he fools around with his billet, mom. Oh, he he. Oh, that's part of the, part of the show, man. So Jeez. anyway, right, we we gotta watch it the next time. Uh, no no spoilers. We gotta watch it the next time we're together. He also wheels a pretty hot girl too. Not, not a big deal. Junior hockey lifestyle. For those Great. of you who have never uh, endured a movie review with James Sargent, uh, it's usually uh, yeah. So this guy wheeled this pretty hot broad. That that was most of the fourth <laughs> film. That caught my that caught my attention for uh, for for most of it. Yeah, yeah, Junior yeah, yeah. So there was a couple, there was a couple hot chicks in the, this one. He, he willed her. Yeah. All right, my number two, it's a miracle. That boy. boy. Yeah, legs feed the wolf, baby. Legs do feed the wolves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number three, I can't pick one, so I just did the whole Mighty Ducks series. The trilogy. The trilogy that is the glory that is the Mighty Ducks trilogy. You can't rank. Um, you can't rank them. One like what's what's your favorite? No, well, I no, I don't know. I don't know. Man. Seriously? Oh, okay. Well, I can, I can, but I don't you, want. To. You don't want it. You're you're just gonna put the whole trilogy there at three. Okay. I'm gonna put the whole trilogy. Number four, slap shot. Yeah. The first, the first one. Yeah. No, nobody. Yeah. Why do you have the second one the as five? Sec- no, no, no. The okay. second one was kind of garbage. It was okay. It was whatever. It doesn't yeah. make my top five though. Jim, Jim, honest review, slap shot. Uh, two. Were there any slap girls? Did he will any girls? Give your uh, yeah, give your review. Well, yeah, there's some diddling in that. Okay, I I just need to hear your review. I don't absolutely. I don't go to see it unless there's there's a lot of a lot of diddling in that. Gotcha. Okay, number five. Number five, the Don Cherry Rock and Sockum series. Jesus, and pick any one of them. You ever watch those? The Rock and Sockum Don Cherries. Uh, it's been a while. Like it's it's probably been. Yes, but I haven't I haven't seen them in a while. Those are the I think they're on YouTube. Oh, buddy, you know you know it's a staple every year in my stocking. I get the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em, the new edition, whatever it was that year, the new one. And I'd fired in yeah. the VCR, the DVD player, and it just revved me up. <laughs> you have Don Cherry in the back. Oh, he rocked up! What a beauty! Hey, what a beauty! Love save Billings Popman. Love it, love it. Used to throw those on before uh, before games. Used to throw them on on bus trips back in junior. Hilarious. Get the boys revved up. Used to do it on our long bus trips to Quincy back in AAA when we were young, young lads too. Fantastic. If that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. You really, now, really puts it, really gets you going, huh? Oh, buddy. Still does get me going. All right. So I think how we want to end uh, th- this discussion because we talked a little bit about the Mighty Ducks. And just something to cap off the show, kind of a fun way, is uh, we need to touch on the fact that um, in D2, the Mighty Ducks, Jim brought this point up earlier, the, uh, they're the best athletes in the world. Um, the, the U.S. hockey team, um, they're, they're, they're supposedly, supposedly the best hockey players at their age. The bracket. elite of the elite. The elite of the elite. They knocked off Team Iceland. No, no, Team Iceland, they had a tough task. They, they took Italy to the cleaners in a 10-0 victory. People forget that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And Goldberg lays down, like, I, I just, what, uh, one of the fantastic uh, lines he uh, was, hey, hey, Paisan, want too many meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these kids, they, uh, they go on, they dominate the uh, Junior Goodwill Games, and then the following uh, – year can't make varsity at a prep hockey school. What a joke. I 
Jim, I, I, my, how does that make sense? I mean, everything else in the in the Mighty Ducks movies makes completely logical sense. I think all the penalties they call are accurate. I think everything uh, down to the T is just as much like real hockey as you can get. But this is just unrealistic. Absolutely, that that team it, rattles it, me. And it does. It does. You know, maybe because they're young guys. You know, it's that old school mentality. You got to pay their dues. But no. I, I mean, I, 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 I would like to some see players on that team. Yeah, I would like to see how many players on the varsity team were part of the junior Goodwill Games. They don't yeah, have, exactly. don't have that. How, same. Many, how many future NHLers were on that team? Oh God, Russ Tyler Zero. with that slap shot. Most most teams could could use him on the blue line. And Banksy, 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 the All American boy. Come on, this is just a joke. I think uh, <coughs> for me, if I'm the head coach of that. That program, I believe, it was in was it in Minnesota? Minnesota? No, uh, Eden Hall Academy. I don't know if. Yeah, it is Minnesota. It is Minnesota. Yeah. That is, if I'm the head coach of that program, I'm I'm signing all those goodwill, those those D two and Mighty Duck kids. Just put them on. I think uh, I think it's absolute hogwash, and I think it's a travesty, and uh, that guy should lose his job for just not uh, not doing the right thing. Yeah, how about Dean Porton? Portman being uh, about 30 years old and still competing in, in high school athletics. You know what? Age is just a number, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's it's, uh, it's it's your mindset that counts. Exactly. I should, should go back and try to play some high school hockey. Um, I if think... Uh, still feels like he's a kid, he's still a kid. Exactly. All right. I think that uh, that'll rack, wrap up this week's, uh, this week's episode of Shooter Shoot. Um, again, I think we're probably going to be doing these every two weeks just with uh, the dog days of summer. We're enjoying our summer vacation. We hope you are too. Um, please give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Jimbo, anything to add? I just enjoy the nice weather, people. It doesn't last long, especially up here north of the border. Yeah, go for a walk, but uh, make sure you pump our, our podcast on iTunes first when you do it. Absolutely. Subscribe. Take care, guys. Thank you.